Good morning, good morning, St. Paul. This is your unbougie foodie. On a Saturday morning, of course. Thank you so much, as always, for joining with me this morning. Hope you're having a cup of coffee or breakfast. Getting ready for the day. Quite a few things to talk about, or things I want to share, if you would. Um... Last week, gosh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun talking with um, my two go- my two guests, excuse me, from uh, about Algerian Ramadan and uh, North African cuisine. So yeah, just jumping right in it, <laughs> um, one of the one of the guests, Mohammed, uh, mentioned um, about a particular type of, I think it was a. Gosh, what was it? It was a. I want to say it was a, maybe just a some spices. Um, but he referred to it. I'm. I have this information because if I'm, I'm going to get it wrong, I don't want to get it wrong. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't want to get it wrong. I. I believe it is called. Raz el. Oh man. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Uh, gosh. Anyway, uh, Razela Nut, I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, is what it was. Um, but it was just, it was basically more of a Moroccan type of using Moroccan dishes or very similar, if you would. Gosh, I wanted to talk about it. I. I'm going to still talk about it. Uh, anyway, the... Oh, cool. I, I just found it. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> um, but basically, it's a just a lot... It's a spice mix, if you would. Um, oftentimes, you know, used again in Moroccan dishes. But... And they refer to it as top of the shop. Um he didn't go into very much detail, but I was doing some, you know, other research on it and everything. And it's, it's a spice mixture from Morocco. Um, and they say that it could t- contain from 10 to a hundred different spices. Uh, really just depends upon the, the spices that are available, you know, in the shop owners, what he has available. And I tell you that I, I haven't found any actual recipes, um, as yet, because, uh, I was just thinking, what could I cook this with? I'm not familiar with Moroccan um, flavors or cuisines and so forth. So again, researching the things that I did find though uh, regarding it were, you know, you could certainly use it on lamb, pork, uh, chicken. Oh gosh. And apparently it's so a whole lot more. Um, But if you're not familiar with, and I, I'm just going to kind of run down a few of the many <laughs> uh, spices that there are. Um, you know, there's nutmeg, coriander, cumin, ginger, turmeric, um, cinnamon, paprika, um, cayenne pepper, cardamom. Again, it goes on and on. And I, I was really excited about when he mentioned that I 
was like something caught my attention about that about that um, spice mix that he mentioned um, again it's and I'm probably saying it wrong I apologize but Razel Anout I believe R-A-S-E-L H-A-N-O-U-T <laughs> so I, I apologize if, I, if I'm not getting that pronunciation correctly um, but from that I was just thinking gosh um, I wonder if I am able to put that what other things I'm able to put that on aside from the lamb pork the the chicken that they mentioned um, I was looking uh, what I think it mentioned something about it could be put in 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 uh, I suppose soups uh, or even mixed in with rice to give it that gosh that full bodied flavor um, I, I'm really excited and what really had me too is that I'm really excited to u- get uh, to use my, my spice grinder <laughs> uh, it's been I got it maybe about I don't know uh, a month ago probably I haven't had an opportunity to use it because really it's a coffee and spice grinder and I was like I'm waiting for just the right sp- maybe spice or mixture that I want to do and from last week when they when he and his wife um mentioned you know the different types of spices and flavors that are used uh within um Algerian cuisine uh, North African um cuisine it, it kind of caught my attention um and you know just because of regular you know secular work stuff you get busy and you and then finally you remember that there was something that uh, you were feeling really passionate about and strongly about. So that's kind of what was happening on Thursday and Friday of of this week for me. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, I was in training, whatever. That's work. That's work, work. Um, fun stuff for me is finding out recipes and, you know, a new spice and how I could use it in my, in any type of new cuisine or cooking or whatnot. Um, and I mentioned to them last week too that you know I am reading um, uh, a very popular uh, chef's book, one of his books that he has written or published, um, and it is called uh, Jacques Pepin's Heart and Soul in the Kitchen. Um, and you know, more and more as I'm going through it, I'm just thinking. I, I really need to get more into just reading more cookbooks and engrossing myself further in different food cuisines. Um, I know, you know, he's more French and French based, but, you know, he makes it, I suppose, ap- appealing to, you know, American that has never done any type of French cooking, you know him along with Julia Child um, and many others too that if you've never done it uh, the recipes the ingredients and so are very they're fairly easy to obtain so you wouldn't have to worry about oh gosh where am I going to get this from or whatever and he even makes suggestions on <laughs> which I found very interesting too um, because most times you know you talk about a chef you know they're doing things from straight up you know 
I, I don't use can this or can that. Nope. <laughs> um, Jack Pepin in the, his cookbook is you know already saying you know hey use frozen vegetables or you know packaged frozen vegetables or you know some canned goods or whatever. Um, it, it doesn't always have to be about this fabulous, wonderful uh, chef-styled prepared dinner. It's if the food is good. And what this show, again, what is it always about? I always say it is always about the food. I mean, bringing people together. And I'm going to share a really cool experience that happened. You know, why I even said that, too, or I added that in um, you know, in just a moment. But, you know, that uh, Raz uh, El Hanut uh, Spice, I will let you all know how that goes. Because if it is not today, we have kind of a long weekend, thankfully. Unfortunately, I do have to work on Monday. But those friends that don't, I'm jealous. <laughs> um, but I feel that this is going to be a certainly going to be a a project for me that I'm really excited about. Because I have some pork and oh gosh, I forgot about that. I have a pork loin right now in my freezer that I would love to just, I can imagine just probably doing all of this with. And yeah, see, my mind is racing right now. Um, but yes, this is going to be a project of mine for this weekend. Uh, I'm really excited about it and I will let you know how it turns out. Uh, but I also want to hear from you, uh, listeners, please feel free to give me a call and tell me what your favorite, uh, spice mix or blend is um again this is a food show and it's not just me relaying information and it's you about share about you sharing as well with the community with the show um okay you don't have to release your your secret recipes and so forth but hey you never know it could be something that a spice mix or spice blend that uh someone else is probably trying to find out or wanting to know how to use that they've probably thought about uh if you have some type of suggestion uh that you could possibly offer um certainly please feel free to you know give me a call here at 651-200-3479 again that's here at the radio station um you know the unbougie foodie at 651-200-3479. If not, you could always leave me a Facebook page message. Um, just go visit uh, the Umbuji Foodie and you know I, I'll quickly answer your, your questions or you know appreciate your comments. Let me know how the show is doing. Uh, or again, offer a suggestion for maybe again a, a recipe or at the moment I'm talking about Spice Blend because I'm really excited about that. Um, but let let me know. Um, you could always follow me as well on Instagram, which is the underscore unbougie foodie. Or check out some of my food ravings sometimes uh, on Twitter uh, at the uh, excuse me at unbougie foodie. <laughs> um, but this show, again, is about uh, sharing food experiences, recipes, ideas, and uh, just giving the community an opportunity to learn also about restaurants that are in the area that, hey, 
maybe you're not familiar with. Maybe you've never gone uh, to, you know, a certain, you know, establishment that you've seen. You've driven past many, many times. But that's what, you know, please. Every Saturday we're tuned in at 10 a.m. You could listen to us on the TuneIn app. And that could be that streaming live. So certainly if you're wherever you are across the country. <laughs> and I say that because, you know, while I've probably heard my sister call in or other friends and so forth. So they're not even from Minnesota, but others are. Yes, but my sister's not. Um, so, you know, feel free there. If you're listening locally, you know, certainly you could tune in on your radio again, 104.7 FM um, dial. And again, we're here every Saturday. But uh, again, I wanted to touch on um, a, a little experience that I had. And this was some with some friends over in uh, Maplewood area. Um, you never really know how someone of another culture is going to certainly react to you liking their food. Or I shouldn't say that because I kind of gave it away already. Crap. Um, <laughs> but how someone may react when you ask them about their culture. And, you know, that that's what happened last night. We were sitting out and just enjoying, you know, the evening, if you would. Um, and... <laughs> The friend, you know, li- they live next door to a Somali family. Uh, and, you know, when I've been over there other times as well, my goodness, you know, the aromas that are coming from them are from their home is just amazing. Uh, and we're trying to guess what is it that they're making? What is it that they're they're you know, that they're cooking? And we're trying to pick out, OK, I smell uh turmeric or I smell, you know, uh, you know, caraway or something. And so, you know, last night I just said, he, he stood up and he was like, Oh my God, she's cooking again. (laughs) I was like, dude, you know, why don't you just let me go over and ask her, what is that wonderful fragrance or fragrance aroma? (laughs) We're not talking about cologne. Um, what is that wonderful aroma that is coming, you know, that you're, that's coming from your home. So, you know, back and forth, back and forth, we were trying to decide if we should go over there and and whatnot. I was saying yes, but you know, I'm not the neighbor, you know, it's, it's, I think it's different when a neighbor comes over. Um, yeah, I'm a person that talks about, loves to talk about food and interested in finding about new cuisines and so forth. But I think to establish um, a good relationship amongst, you know, a community or neighbors, let it start with something like that. I mean, go next door. If you see your neighbor or smell, in this case, your neighbor making something wonderful, why not go next door and compliment them on it? So finally, after about, oh gosh, 10, maybe 15 minutes, huh? Finally got him to go <laughs> next door. And, you know, I, I was a little scared to myself because, you know, I, you know, you, you never really know how somebody's going to react. So we walked next door. 
we went ahead and rang the doorbell. Like, okay. And we know that they're there. We know that the family is there. But it's a large house. So, and most of the house was kind of like the lights were off and so forth. And we know that they were in a back room. You know, so you figured, hey, some we know somebody's there. So we rang the bell, waited a minute or two, rang the bell again. And then we were like, okay, well, maybe they, they probably... I don't know. They probably don't want to be bothered. Not so much that we didn't think we thought that they were like, OK, we don't care who it is. So he was still kind of determined. I think after we initially went to the door, rang the bell twice, he was like, oh, my, I can't get this aroma out of my head, out of my my senses. Um, so <laughs> funny. He stood kind of on his side on their side of the property whatever but waved to them uh through the window <laughs> and i think it kind of took them by surprise the two women that were the yeah, somali women that were there they were preparing um you know a meal you could literally smell this thing smell the aroma just coming through and of course as we got closer and closer we were like this is amazing whatever it is that they're making. <laughs> um, and so, you know, he, he kind of motioned her and said, hey, you know, just wanted to talk to you a minute. So she came outside, really nice. And uh, again, I'm not uh, familiar very much with Somalian culture. Um, she was gracious enough to come out and talk with us from a distance. <laughs> I don't know if that's part of, I don't know. I have to find that out. Maybe talk with a Somalian, Somali uh, friend uh, that I have and find out. Um, but she, you know, we complimented her on the aroma that was uh, coming from her home. And he, my friend, wanted, it was like, oh my goodness, uh, are you willing to share the recipe? And just, she said yes. But then she immediately followed that up with saying, well, I'll come out and bring you all some. And we kind of both looked at each other. And we're like, no, you don't have to. I mean, it, believe me, that's not trying to be. Uh, I really was trying to honor her and, and show my appreciation and everything and just kind of like thank her. Both of us were. Um, and there was more than myself and there were uh, other friends that were there too uh, and we were just all commenting you know from afar even before we went over there and you know she's like no please I'll 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 bring you some and we were like we, we were like thank you thank you so much you know it's not, it really isn't necessary but she's like no I'll be I'll be back shortly as soon as I'm done I'll I'll come bring you some oh my goodness I think probably 10 minutes we wait, went back over and talked with the other friends and they were like, well, she's hey. And, you know, we told her we complimented her, you know, um, you know, the aroma and everything and was looking to probably get the recipe. And, you know, then said that, hey, she said that she's going to bring us some. And we were like, really? And we're thinking, OK, it's going to be a small plate of, you know, just for us to all taste or whatever. There were like five or six of us outside. And literally, honestly, 10 maybe 15 minutes later it wasn't very long but it wasn't like we were waiting for like a full meal or something she brought out this what four five four plates 
of like main dish plus a side dish uh, and also I don't know what type of bread or that is used you know but man we ate like it was a, a full meal she brought it on on this beautiful tray and you know she certainly said no said just make sure I get that back it's like no not a problem we were not expecting that and we ate this food and it was the flavors I mean it was there was a salad that they made that she made um, or I'll say they because it was herself and I believe another woman that was on the inside they were you know preparing the the dish or dishes Um, the salad it had broccoli florets and uh it was again a salad but it was it had a different flavor to it so whatever spices or uh or maybe it was olive oil and and mixed with some spices that was drizzled with it and whatnot it it just it was light it was flavorful um broccoli and uh i think it was romaine lettuce and uh red and yellow um cherry tomatoes uh Gosh, I forgot, forgot what else was in it because um, we were just really raving over this food. And then there was chicken. And then there she did kind of like um, a, a, a pasta type of side dish. Um, not really spaghetti because it had, I, I don't know what fl- what type of sauce it was, but it had this more... Oh gosh, earthy type of of sauce to it. It was kind of a, a reddish or brown or brownish sienna. Um, but the flavors, I mean, I could taste the the black pepper in it a bit. Um, but it was you know mixed. In, I mean, the pasta was mixed in, and it's so so good. And then there was this one plate um, that she had of it was goat uh and my friends they're like oh i've never had it before and yeah i'm not trying to say that i'm the expert of you know all things anything like that or oh i've had i didn't want to jump out and say oh i've had goat before because it may have been a different type of flavor palette if you would for this particular type of dish and it may have changed you know my thought process on the type of goat that I had or how it was prepared previously and what I've had uh, it it was all you know what I just remember it's reminding me of what remind what the sauce of that the goat was in it's almost like mole but I could clearly taste turmeric and also turmeric was in there quite a lot it wasn't overpowering but i could taste the turmeric and i could taste the curry in it uh and the sauce was just the bread that they gave us she explained to us as we were you know she presented it to us um she said you use that to you know to eat with uh and you know eat the meat and and everything and so of course that's what we were doing and i'm telling you between i think the five of us we shared that, uh, I'm just going to say it, that meal that she presented to us. And I, and I have to, again, say thank you to her. I don't even know her name or anything. But 
she they have a large family so they literally took food from out of you know what they prepared for their family and gave some to neighbor next door and I, I know it's a long-winded story but again the whole thing about taking an opportunity really to show your appreciation to someone for their their culture their cuisine or something you never know how it's going to turn out you never know what type of relationship you are able to to build based on just reaching out and complimenting someone on something as wonderful as food um food is always going to bring people together people of different cultures different races um people appreciate good food and you know especially you know if you could smell it and (laughs) you're already having in your head gosh what kind of what sauce is that or what what uh what spice is being used why not compliment that person and let them know Um, because you might make a new friend you'll enjoy a new type of cuisine i mean literally fred these friends didn't have never had goat before and but it was just the it was just an enticing aroma that was coming from next door and we just had to find out so hopefully hopefully he will get a recipe and uh maybe he might make it one day if he's able to get some goats uh yeah so if you're listening uh jim diane sean uh yeah uh get some goats and make sure jim that you get the recipe from next door uh if you don't do it um yeah at least pass it on to somebody so that they could do it and then we'll okay i will do it and bring it over so that you have some <laughs> oh man but again i i i so i know it was a bit of a story and everything but i felt i needed to share that because you know sometimes you just have to find your way in uh in either making a new friend or cross you know establishing a bridge between cultures or neighbors your neighbors your within your community and so forth um whatever happened to doing like street potlucks or neighborhood potlucks or something like that now mind you i understand everyone they have their own idea or feeling if you would <laughs> about someone else's cooking or just in general it's like uh yeah i just don't eat from anybody i have heard that so many times or they want to know where did this come from or whatnot i do under i understand that i i really do um but if not i i mean why not even just try to create something where it doesn't necessarily have to be truly cooked or something that you feel you have to question i don't know but i think that's a way of kind of like building communities or letting people know that you care about each other within the community um food is certainly uh that avenue that you're able to use um because everybody likes to eat or wants to eat 
likes to eat, <laughs> needs to eat, you know, sharing it among other people, other cultures within your community uh, is a beautiful thing. It really is. It really is. Well, here we are continuing on the rest of the show. And, you know, I would normally start the show with talking about farmers markets. And I know I jumped right into talking about um, that spice blend or spice mi- Moroccan spice mix. Um, yeah, I was a little bit excited about it, but never fear <laughs> your food uh, or farmers market uh, information is here. Um, so, you know, in the past, I've always talked about, uh, Minnesota grown, uh, going to Minnesota grown.com, um, uh, .org actually, and just visiting their website to find out where's the newest farmer's market or nearest farmer's market. There is actually e- uh, even more extensive and I know that's for here but I recently found a website and I was listening to uh, another food show if you're not familiar you you need to get out there and listen to some food other food shows in addition to mine (laughs) but they and I have not heard about this directory but I'm so glad um, that you know, I was able to hear about it, learn about it. It is the National Farmers Market Directory. So take the first letter of each word and dot org, and that is the website. So N for Nancy, F as in Frank, M as in Mary, D as in David. No, I'm sorry, I did that phonetically. Sorry, I'm I'm not a school teacher, I, or I've never been a school teacher. It's just you know, N sounds like M and D sounds like B or whatever. So anyway, <laughs> so National Farmers Market Directory, or if you could, you could also just look it up. Um, Google is your friend, my friends. Google is your friend. So ndnfmd.org. Uh, and I mean, it literally oh, just immediately takes you to that page. Um, but what it does, this directory, it helps connect growers, vendors, small businesses, and importantly, consumers in your in the local community, um, so that they could find where farmers markets are, um, and not only farmers markets, but you know their actual farms and so forth, and kid run farmers markets or activities that are fun for children, you know, at a farm. Um, it's so intuitive. It's it's very, very simple. And you're thinking, okay, I'm going to have to search through a whole bunch of stuff or whatever. Nope. Putting your zip code, like I'm on it right now. And so I'll just say that if anybody was ever interested in trying to find out where their nearest farmer's market is and whether no matter what state that you're located in, all you have to do is enter in your zip code. So I'm going to enter in the zip code that's you know, where we're located uh, and I know immediately that they're going to list a number of different farmers markets that are nearby. 
and already i mean just by entering in that zip code there are at least i'm gonna say 20 or 20 plus now the interesting thing about this as i was looking i was like okay crap how i wonder how does anybody find out about you know within their state or something rather than just you know not just i don't know saint paul or minnesota but so on their website they have home where you would actually enter in your zip code but then they also have browse and so that's farmers markets by location that browse clicking on that browse takes you still to the directory page but it's by state so and you know interestingly enough i was surprised it gives some statistics on different states that have different uh number of farmers markets i know i was kind of sad about minnesota it makes me miss california because and believe me no knock on 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 minnesota because or just minneapolis minnesota period but um because some of the large well some of the quite a number of farmers markets here they are quality farmers markets I mean, they are much larger than any farmer's market that I've ever been to. So quality over quantity at times. But it's just interesting to see at a level of at a state level, the different number of farmer's markets that are in, you know, across the country. And just as an example, California, 764 farmer's markets. Yes, 700 over 700. Uh, Michigan over 340, Illinois 300 uh, about 329, uh, Massachusetts uh, 300 uh, more than 311 um, farmers markets. So you know Minnesota, I know uh, I think they mentioned it had 16. Uh, nope, Minnesota has approximately 191 farmers markets. Hennepin alone is the, hits the majority with 46. So, again, that's over the entire state. Um, Hennepin definitely has that covered. (laughs) Minneapolis alone has 39. So, yeah, and that's Minneapolis. St. Paul has 20. Shout out to St. Paul. Farmers markets. Markets. Notice I said plural because there are a lot. So, I mean, you, you could just click on St. Paul and I I told you that there was about 20 of them so I mean you know the popular ones uh, and then ones that I've never been to Jackson Plaza Farmer's Market um, 7th Place Farmer's Market I know ones that I've uh, there's one uh, East St. Paul Farmer's Market that's on Payne and Sims Um, they not only tell you um, they give you scheduled uh, times um, specifically where they're located the actual map and they do it by longitude and latitude so if you are you know an adventurous, adventurous person uh, don't go by the directories go by longitude and latitude and try to find it <laughs> good luck <laughs> um, but gosh yeah once again keep that in mind national farmers market direction directory um, across the nation so, you know, again, you wonder, well, do I have my local grocery store or whatnot? But 
why do I why do I need to know about a farmer's market? But farmer's markets give you an opportunity to get really fresh vegetables and meat and, you know, pasture-raised uh, chicken and just organic or true organic eggs and dairy. And just think of all the... We, we talk so much about um, the different types of things that are either in food, preservatives, uh, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, certain pesticides are necessary to keep away, uh, you know, for other vegetation and everything to grow um, safely. Um, but still, it's still some type of pesticide or something that is actually being sprayed to keep off uh, other insects and so forth that may damage a particular crop are these things that you want to really truly ingest um i certainly am one i wish i you know lived on a farm uh, i know it would probably be a lot of work but uh, i just think of all the different people that would have an opportunity to meet and share recipes with and food with but again these are local farmers and growers um, that are bringing food directly to you, your consumers, and you don't have to worry about where's the where's my money going to. Um, it's going directly back to that farmer or that local grower, so they could continue to bring you uh, more fresh fruit and vegetables and dairy products and meats. Um, so yeah, go you know, visit your local farmer's markets. Uh, again, I know I talk about uh, going to restaurants, um, but we also talk about on the show about cooking at home. And aside from also going to your local grocery store, because it's very convenient, your farmer's markets are also available too. And many things that you could find at the grocery store, you could actually find at your farmer's market as well. And sometimes at much, much less, uh, but, you know, again, you have to be out there in the community and to go to the farmer's markets to really say, yeah, I did find that I could, you know, I could spend $30 and $40 uh, at the farmer's market and get fruits and vegetables and things that I'm like, wow, I've never seen this before or enjoyed. And then you all of a sudden, you know, realize, gosh, I would spend probably about 50 or $60 if I were at the grocery store. It it I won't say it balances out. You know, grocery store as a convenience is definitely necessary. You know, for many things, uh, again for convenience or uh, other items that you feel that um, packaged items and you know, if you're not making it at home, but still, going to the farmers markets will save you money, and it will also put money back into the community the growers the farmers which it, it's it's a cycle you put money back into them they will bring continue to bring you wonderful fresh fruits and vegetables and everything that for nourishment yeah for nourishment so like i always say i'm always going to bring you something about a farmer's market or some type of food so national farmers market directory Check that out, folks. Um, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we are, I am here every Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, if you probably would like to find out maybe what uh, your nearest farmer's market is, 
uh, feel free to either uh, visit the farmers market directory um, that national farmers market directory uh, page again at nfmd.org and you know enter in your zip code or your address um, or even just your city and it'll find you all the ones in your local area or if you'd like you can feel free to call me Again, at 651-200-3479, and I'll be more than happy to help you with that. Uh, Or if you just want to give me a call and talk about maybe uh, something that you picked up at your local farmer's market, you can do that as well. You know how I love talking about farmer's market and finding new and exciting things uh, at the farmer's market. So, let me know what you feel about fermented stuff. Fermented foods, I won't want to say stuff, because there's so many different types of, of things. I mean, when you think about fermentation, um, I hope wine or beer is not really the only thing that you think about. I mean, if you are a foodie, yeah, that those are going to be included. But first and foremost, food particularly, uh, hopefully you're going to be t- uh, thinking of maybe yogurt, sauerkraut. Uh, the newest and hottest thing, which I do like. Um, and for, as I say, for your probiotic health, which is, you know, the good bacteria that you have on the inside to make sure that you, your insides are nice. And, uh, that's a nice way to put it. Um, constantly moving, (laughs) uh, kombucha, um, Kombucha. Uh, there are so many other things, and like it, you know, again, newest and hottest thing. But then there's cheese, uh, sauerkraut, uh, even pickles. You know, uh, and I was looking online. I saw um, pickled uh, avocado. Uh, that might be going a little bit farther than probably what I need. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, br- bread. Come on now, yeast. That's what yeast and you know helps with fermentation. Uh, y- y- I think I mentioned yogurt, but again, there are so many different things. And I only ask the question because there is a company or a business, food business, that really focuses on fermentation from foods that are fermented or. They refer to themselves as a fermentation bar, and that is Geist. And they are located at 25 East 26th Street. That's in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, if you'd like to find out you know, even more information about them, um, definitely go to Geist, M-P-L-S, and that's G-Y-S-T-M-P-L-S dot com. Um, they uh, were established in 2015, but... Uh, they describe themselves as being a fermentation bar. Um, they celebrate the benefit of having food as well as um, beverages, you know, in some form of preservation. And uh, what they focus on is creating diverse tastes as well as health benefits. Because, as I mentioned, like with the kombucha, um, it's filled with so many uh, good bacteria and probiotics that are great for your your um, gastronomical um, and internal um, system if you would uh, as well as food food sustainability 
um, they mentioned that they practice fermentation by producing specialty products as well as offering recipes and menus uh, that are centered and geared around local and global uh, uh, fermented foods as well as you know pairing them with um, certain beverages and again as I mentioned yes they are uh, you know adult beverages but um, food and we are mentioned already mentioned some of those but probably wondering what you know you're talking about fermentation um star tribune in back in may when they when geist opened um they and this is in 2015 they talked about in detail about what fermentation was and just at a high level just to give people an understanding of um what is you know kind of dealing with the process of fermentation so it really is apparently a simple act um, and we, we, I won't say we take it for granted, but, you know, bread, uh, cheese, uh, yogurt, again, a number of things that we're very common, we're very uh, familiar with and would seem quite common. Those are all uh, products of a fermentation process, um, whether it be cultures specifically for yogurts, um, again, as I mentioned, uh, yeast for bread um, and the science, what seems like a simple science behind it of, you know, activating those, uh, the, the yeast or the fermentation in certain, you know, depending upon what you're actually trying to prepare, uh, and then following a process of ending that fermentation so that, and as an example, when you're preparing, uh, bread, um, you have to activate yeast some most times with warm water and then setting it aside. Uh, and then when you finally mix it in with the dough and so forth, um, you have that bread uh, before it's baked, set it aside, and then you'll see it start to rise. Again, the activation or the fermentation process has been activated and the you know our process of ending that fermentation uh, or stop it from continuing to ferment uh, is putting it in the oven. And again, that's just an example. Um, there are other ways, but uh, that's, I guess, the most familiar um, that many might be aware of. <laughs> but again, um, they uh, turned and talked about, uh, you know, kimchi, which is fermented um, cabbage. And it's more of an Asian type of I, I don't want to say a side dish because you know I know some friends that they will just simply eat the kimchi by itself as almost like a main dish um, I've had it once maybe twice <laughs> uh, here in Minnesota uh, before becoming the Ambuji foodie um, <laughs> but um, and it's it, I, I'd say I'm not sure with the full process of making kimchi because that seems like it might be another topic to talk about at another time, but it was quite spicy and, um, but it was good, you know, but see, I'm a person that loves cabbage anyway, or will at least try something, uh, to, you know, to an end of means to an end of, am I going to like this? <laughs> Am I going to be able to continue to have this over and over and over? And it's not that I haven't liked it because uh, I did like it. It's just going out and be able to order it. 
my first thought when I'm going someplace is if I'm going to have Asian, uh, I'm going to have, I'm sorry, a spring roll probably. Or if it's Japanese or Chinese, depending upon where I am, I'm going to probably want sushi or pho or something. Um, kimchi may not always be either on the menu or may not be on my mind at the moment. But again, an example of being you know, fermented food. And I mentioned that, I'm mentioning the fermentation, yes, because of Geist, and though high-level, you know, explanation of fermentation, I wanted to um, bring out that Geist is having kind of like an event, it's an ongoing event, it started June 26th, uh, and it's pretty much extending all the way to September 1st, and I'm excited about participating in it, and they were calling it the Geist Picnic Party Bag. Uh, and I love this because I know that years pass, um, some friends have always said, we need to have something like a picnic and just go out and enjoy ourselves and sit at a park, have a picnic basket with some cheese, some, <laughs> he said, cold chicken, and maybe some, if the park allows, maybe a, a glass of uh, Moscato <laughs> or uh, a Shiraz, a petite Shiraz. <laughs> uh <laughs> that's not me being a bbp <laughs> i'm just saying anybody that knows what bbp is right now um that's not me being that it's just me enjoying an opportunity to sit with friends and having a picnic that's it <laughs> but uh they are providing uh a opportunity for you to you know they are going to provide all the ingredients that you're going to need for as they say a perfect picnic and it could be for anything. It could be a picnic, just a standard picnic, a graduation party or barbecue. Um, you could take them at home and arrange them, you know, on your own, you know, platter or board or so forth um, and enjoy it with family and friends or just simply have a little basket and just go to the park and sit underneath the nice tree or in the sun with some shades on and enjoy it. Um for $65, which is really a great price because when you're considering all the stuff that are that's in this party bag, yeah, you can't go wrong. So, a selection of three cheeses, uh, each at a quarter pound each, four ounce salami from Olympia Provisions, uh, a jar of Geist traditional pickles, half pint of, oh my, uh, citrus marinated olives, uh, seasonal jam, candied pecans, and an important part of having a picnic with all of this cheese and wonderful artisan flavors is a baguette. <laughs> you could also have kombucha as well. Um, you know that's an additional um, you know price as uh, you know if you're interested. Uh, but all you have to do really is to go to you know to kind of reserve if you would yourself uh, opportunity to get a basket is to go to Eventbrite you know, Eventbrite is kind of like it, it really is what it kind of sounds like it's an event uh, ticket service if you would um, but here you're not really purchasing any ticket all you're doing is actually going on to Eventbrite uh, and confirming that you are interested in uh, getting uh, you know, this party bag. Uh, and that would be send basically a notification to guys so that they could prepare that. They're going to ask you a few questions like what type of cheese that you would like, the date that you would like to pick it up. Um, 
And then again, if they have any questions, you know, it gives them an opportunity to confirm with you, uh, you know, just specifically all the specifics. Uh, and then if ever you wanted to contact them, they provide their email as well as their telephone number so that you can um, make sure that you have a smooth picnic party bag prepared just for you. <laughs> so, uh, again, uh, visit uh, Geist Minneapolis or GeistMPLS.com. Uh, for more information, again, that uh, event is going on from June 26th to September 1st. And, you know, if I'm quite sure that you're going to really enjoy because really you get an opportunity to ch check out, you know, the type of cheeses that you want. You know, it's not them just providing any type of cheese. You know, they're going to ask you and, hey, what cheese would you like? I could think of a who in Greek right now or maybe even. Uh, I don't know if they would probably do Swiss, but maybe some goat cheese with some lavender. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or maybe uh, rosemary and some, oh gosh, some sage. No, not some sage. Uh, what's the other one I'm looking for? What's the other word I'm looking for? <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head with the goat cheese and and rosemary and uh, oregano. I'm sorry. <laughs> oregano. Why was I thinking sage? Uh, anyway, um, that is Geist Fermentation Bar. I mean, I'm really looking forward to that picnic party bag. So anybody else interested, you could come along on a picnic. <laughs> You're very welcome. Oh my goodness, I know it seemed like it was a long-winded conversation and everything, but I love talking about food. Uh, and if it means sharing it with listeners like yourself and you supporting uh, you know, the radio station and this show, um, I look forward to bringing it to you every single week. Uh, there are other continued topics that I would love to talk about but we are at the top of the hour can you believe that that's what makes this so much fun is because getting so engrossed and having conversations about food it goes by so quickly and it's like what do you gosh it's it's just fun for me it really is I hope it's been fun for you as well please get out and enjoy the rest of your day um Gosh, before I, I guess before I go, I wanted to mention that there was, there is, if you're interested in doing something really fun, um, Hmong Freedom Festival, it's going on right now uh, from 8, it started at 8 a.m. and it's going all the way until uh, Sunday, or it's going to be again tomorrow at 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. Um, and that's at 1155 Jessamine Avenue West. And that's in St. Paul. That's at the Como Park McMurray Field. Um, specifically, uh, True Flavor Creations is going to be out there. And they've got a lot of great stuff. Mangonada, Pinonada, Bubble Tea. Gosh, that Mangonada is wonderful. Just so you know. So there's a little something else for you to do today. I don't want to say bye. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you all so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Again, I'm here every Saturday at 10 a.m. providing you 
all things about food and always bringing you the pleasures of the table. <laughs> as always, as I end every show, uh, I want to encourage you never to let anybody tell you what type of food you to be because really, it is all about the food. Until next time, peace. <laughs>